0: From the heart of Los Angeles, this is the online edition of the Life Changes Show. Look the look the With tonight's eyes. guests we'll swimming, from, swimming, swimming, from Geffen Academy at UCLA, Chloe Berkowitz and Hugo Chiasan,
1: And
0: we'll performance guest, cry, Ryoji Inatsugi. I am Mark Leisure, and now our host, the MC, the master of change, Filippo Boltaggio.
2: I want to say that I've known one of our guests since she was four or five or six, maybe six, maybe six or seven. but it's been a long time since I saw her. I remember she was always very bright and and uh, smart and, and a, a good conversationalist, even as a very, very young child. I I have never met uh, our uh, other guest, interview guest, who uh, Hugo, who, um, when the two of them got to speaking with me earlier today, I was so impressed and so inspired. And I uh, was thinking, our future is bright. And I was also very curious and I, I started, it, it, it got me thinking about things that I haven't thought of in a long time. And that is, what, with what they're doing now, and you'll, you'll hear in a moment, but with what they're doing now, I thought, do what they're doing for teens, something that I think we used to do as as adults or the adults used to do when i was a kid i think and what was that called and and so i went into to a search online and i looked up neighbors welcoming neighbors uh, do people still do that something like that and and up came up some answers i went to quora i went landed on a couple different things and uh this this woman uh Uh, Lynn Adams on Cora said, this is an old tradition that has kind of died out in modern society, but it was once very common. It was a way of introducing ourselves to the new neighbors and establishing a welcome feeling for uh, our neighbors. And I thought, yeah, why don't people do that or 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 shouldn't we do that? Somebody else went on to say, yes, there was a thing called Welcome Wagon. And I thought, Welcome Wagon, that sounds familiar too. So I looked up Welcome Wagon. Welcome Wagon was founded in 1928 by uh, a man in Memphis, Tennessee, Thomas Briggs. Uh, he was inspired by stories of early uh, Conestoga welcome wagons that would meet and greet westward travelers, providing fresh food and water for the journey. So he started Welcome Wagon, which is op- uh, copywritten to embody this same spirit of warm hospitality and welcome. I thought, how cool is that? Is it still around? And evidently, it still is. Welcomewagon.com has has more information, but it it has it has changed. It's no longer like it used to be. And, and then somebody else wrote uh, in, uh, in Cora, I think it was uh, that, yes, it, 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 it's something that used to be done, but nobody does it anymore. Now, old people in small towns, maybe still do it, but young people in a big city, it's very rare. Well, I'm happy to say that it's not rare at all anymore if our guests have anything to say about it in an area where it's needed
0: more than ever. I think we should just unplug from all of today's leadership and hand it over to to, <laughs> to our guests and all of their
2: friends. Mark, you weren't here for the conversation, but I said exactly that. I the future I said the future is bright, but the future could be right now if these two were leading the way. Exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) Let's
0: just get to the future more quickly, please.
2: And the future is now. Just wait till you hear them. So they're both teenagers. They're both 17 years old. They're both juniors at Geffen Academy at UCLA. And for those who don't know, it's one of the hardest academies to get into and one of the hardest of studies, but they also are in sports and this and that. And they co-founded Teens at the door t-a-t-d this organization that we're going to learn more about and we're going to want to emulate and and bring into our towns and have them show us how in more ways than one here is chloe berkowitz and hugo Shiasan on the life changes show welcome to you both
3: thank you so much Filippo.
4: yeah thank you so much for having us
2: oh it is hi, such
5: Mark, and hi doctor
2: Yes. And it is such a pleasure. And, you know, we were talking and then you had to go back to class. Does it almost feel like you've got work to do?
3: (laughs) Yes, but we're very happy to be here.
4: Absolutely. (laughs) It's a pleasure to be here, truly.
2: Okay. So, so you two obviously and and you're not the only two obviously because more and more people are are feeling like you are you you both were having a similar experience watching something and then all of a sudden a day or two whatever it was you started talking about it what was that
4: that yeah so we were we were watching as the united states pulled out of afghanistan watching on TV as we saw the the planes take off and the people who were crowding around trying just to get a spot even on one of the wheels as they were taking off. And we were mm-hmm. thinking a lot about refugees and, and what it means to be a refugee and what it means to leave your home. And then, like you said, uh, a day or two, a little bit later, we started talking about what that meant, especially as teenagers, as, as young people. Knowing- yeah,
3: and we saw a lot on the news about all of the aid in America to welcome these families and helping them find housing and helping them get food and cell phones and all of that. And for the kids, like daycares. But as teenagers, we were thinking about the kids our age and how are they doing? Like this is already such a difficult period and just to be a teenager, but to have your life uprooted like that. We were we wanted to fill the gap that there was in helping these families we needed to help the teenagers
2: so here you both are i think what 15 at the time
3: right? yes yeah. 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 So,
2: it's crazy so to think but yeah teenagers yourselves going through the things that you all were going through and and decidedly in this world at this moment with so much going on you all don't have all the support that you all need uh, and yet uh you look and say well how can we help and and it's this teens helping teens thing we've actually titled this episode helping teens in a ways you know in 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 ways they most need it from teens who know exactly what they need exactly yeah so so what are the what are the main things you think the teens need that are displaced
3: i think the main thing that any teenager needs is just someone to talk to and someone just to be able to hang out with. Like the whole point of um, our organization is just to be there as like, just to have those natural conversations where we bond over music, we bond over like our families and school, and we can talk about things. And especially for these refugee teenagers, so they can ask us questions about school and about Getting their driver's licenses, like things like that, that are important to teenagers, that they especially may need help with.
4: And you It's seen- a sense of a, a like, sorry, it's a sense of a, a supportive community or, or a group of people who can be there for you as as people who aren't just mentors or or advisors, but your peers, people your own age.
2: And it's interesting that that might not have been thought of by by adults or people. Well, we know it hasn't actually, right?
3: Yeah, Correct.
2: Uh, Because you have actually tried to speak with adults and organizations and uh, organizations that actually are in the position to do something about this and and are, and have the task to do something. What, what do you think is happening where this segment is falling out of the, is falling in the cracks somehow?
3: Well, there's a lot
4: of,
3: sorry, Hugo, go ahead.
4: I was just going to say there's a lot of things that are uh, that feel a lot more like base needs, right? Uh, Food and shelter, water, making sure that there's access to technology, access to uh, getting a stable job or a stable home and not being an interim housing that that seem to take precedent when you're looking at it from a, a top down perspective, because there's there's so much that does go into Um, being, or not so much going to being a refugee, but when you you are forced out of your homeland and you come to a new place, there's a lot of things that you have to get set up in order to be able to survive and thrive. And some of the more interpersonal aspects, the more community connection focused uh, aspects, those kind of lose focus because you have to focus on all of those those very relevant and very important logistical and structural concerns. Um, And so when you're thinking about the adults and the adults are thinking about, oh, how can we support refugees? That's what first comes to mind. And then the secondary consideration is, well, how do we build community? How do we build connection?
3: Yeah, and in other words, um, for teenagers, what's important are things like just talking about movies and talking about music and hanging out every Saturday, and talking about school and sports and the things we enjoy and that's what's really important for us
2: still still trying to figure out the world and then all of a sudden they're in a new world that they have to start figuring out and and you say natural chloe natural conversations it's interesting i saw a video of you walking with a girl was it uh, was she At from all. Afghanistan or
3: yeah, so she was in um the first group that we met with. They were all there's a large group of maybe uh twenty families. there were like twenty five or so teenagers there. Um, and she was one of the teenagers.
2: So you were asking a a very teen kind of question, like, uh, do you have stores like this? And I remember being a teen and having visitors come, not in refugee situations, but uh, these were things we were curious about. Yeah. (laughs) So to have a natural conversation in an, in an unnatural situation. This is really, uh, really special, special work. So, you know, uh, Chloe, let, let's start with you because I know you have been, uh, in sports throughout all your life, I think ever since you were little, little, and you've also been team captain. How does that bring, uh, how does that inform how you're doing this?
3: Yeah, I think that sports for me, you know, I, I was a shy kid. I don't know if you remember, but yes, I was. Oh, yeah. But doing sports has completely brought me out of my shell. And especially being captain, you have to learn to communicate and sort of be a leader in those conversations about the sport and everything. And we definitely in our conversations, I mean, very directly we did play sports together like we played soccer in the parking lot at their hotel and we we took the um the group at the santa clarita hotel we took them all down to our school's uh championship soccer game so that's one way where we use that bonding over sports that's very natural um the other thing that that communication has helped me with is, um, like I mentioned before, it's just in everyday conversations and being able to lead a conversation, especially if they might be a little nervous at first, which is totally normal.
2: Hugo, what skills do you think are most useful for you that you have acquired in in your short seventeen years so far?
4: I I think that a lot of them are are parallels to what Chloe said. The thing that I find most interesting or the thing that I find most inspiring rather in the conversations that we've been lucky enough to have is how many similarities are born out of asking questions. So much of the conversations that we have are just well, we don't know exactly what the experience of uh, the person sitting across from us is. So it's best to just ask a question and find what common ground exists. Uh, we, When we, Chloe brought up us playing soccer in the parking lot, that was born out of us asking just, oh, what sports do you like to play? What uh, interests do you have outside of school? And that, that skill, that asking questions and trying to move past the surface level of there being a difference in background and of lived experience that's where i find that the majority of of the the inspirational conversations and the connections that we've gotten to build have come from is in recognizing that we don't know everything about the other person and asking questions to bridge and fill that gap
2: so on a bigger scale besides helping the kids in need right now, the people, the kids that are doing this, like the two of you and, and your classmates are also learning. And then back to on a bigger scale, it's almost feels like a mini UN thing. And, but but from a kid's perspective where this is where the peace happens. This is where the understandings happen. No?
4: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in, in as much as the- there are people who come from so many different backgrounds who are wanting to, who want to participate, who want to learn more about um, other cultures, who want to be supportive and helpful uh, in the way that, I mean, to, to use the UN example, to kind of come together in service of a, a greater peace. Um, the experience and the, I guess the learning is a lot of being humbled by the fact that we are not all knowing. And because we are not all-knowing, again, to my prior point, just when we learn more about other people, we're more able to come together and create something beautiful just in that connection and just in uh, the relationships that we can build with, with people whose backgrounds are different than our own.
3: Yeah. And I want to quickly mention the fact that what I thought was so amazing about these conversations was how we could just joke with each other so easily. And even though hmm. there's a language barrier and vari- varying degrees of language barriers, we could still, like, make fun of our teachers and uh, make fun of our parents together and our families, like all of that.
2: Make fun of our
3: parents. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm kidding. <here. laughs>
2: Well, actually, since you mentioned parents, we should say that there are parents involved and we are grateful to them. I know you are. Uh, So do either of you want to start off not just with mentioning obviously your parents and a thank you to them, but obviously uh, uh, there must be other adults, I hope, involved in supporting?
3: (laughs) Yeah, I definitely want to mention the IILA, the International Institute of Los Angeles, because... um, it was through them that we were able to connect with that uh, initial large group in Santa Clarita, especially their president, Cambria. She was amazing because the thing is, and why this probably hasn't been done before, not only that people haven't thought of it, um, but also that for teenagers or for people under 18, it's very, very difficult to do like personal, like one-on-one, connections with anyone like they don't I've done a lot of volunteer work at churches for the homeless and they never let you just be one-on-one with one of these people um for legal that's
2: understandable too
3: yeah it's totally understandable but that's where we were running into difficulty but Cambria at the IALA really was incredibly helpful in setting this up for us and making sure that there was a caseworker there who was an adult And that our parents were there, although they weren't participating in the conversations, but they were there and um, the refugees' parents were there if they were comfortable. Um, Mm. But yeah, big thank you to the ILA and Cambria. Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah, we've been incredibly lucky to have uh, adults who have been so supportive and so willing to work with us. Uh, Cambria is a a perfect example, but uh, Freddie Ruiz at the Los Angeles County Office of Education as well. Um, People who have, who have, been moved as we have been moved to be supportive and help create community for refugee teens and are trying to work with us to figure out how we can navigate all of those uh, bureaucracies and and all the legal liability questions. And of course, our parents have been so massively, massively supportive throughout this process. But it, it really is a, a collective work, right? So Chloe and I do as much as we possibly can. And we've been so lucky, like I said, to be, to have that support and have that uh, backing from adults who can help us uh, move through the processes as best as possible.
2: Wonderful. If you're interested in learning more about this organization, uh, Teens at the door.org. When we come back, we're going to be speaking more with uh, Chloe Berkowitz and Hugo Chason and um, teensatthedoor.org. We'll find out where that name came from and what it means to them. Teensatthedoor.org. A little later on, we're going to have our Ask Dorothy segment, and then we will be joined by our performance guest who will be. Uh, Let me just say that uh, we're in for some Japanese music as well as some English music. Ryoji Inatsugi will be joining us here on the Life Changes Show Online
0: Edition all after this. Want to connect with amazing people who are committed to making a difference? From the Heart Tribe is a platform, community, and movement with the purpose of bringing like-minded humans together to help animals and the environment in order to gain a stronger connection and understanding of the world around us. They're dedicated to effectuating positive change by empowering individuals to organize meaningful and engaging experiences that build compassion for animals and the natural environment. Their founders' and members' passion is to inspire others to actively get involved in their homes, their communities, and the world to raise awareness about the issues we face, and most of all, to be part of the solution. Through their efforts, they have also accomplished some amazing and tangible achievements. Their pickup for Paradise beach cleanups have collected over 50,000 pieces of foreign debris. And also, thanks to animal rescue and recovery volunteers, over 30% of the volunteers have become vegan or reduced their meat intake. Daily habits make a big difference. Please join any of their upcoming events by going to FTHT.org and signing up for their newsletter. You can also follow on Instagram and Facebook at FromTheHeartTribe. Have you felt inspired to meditate, but you just can't? Do you suffer from anxiety, but fidget toys just make you more fidgety? Want to replace negative self-talk in your head that keeps bringing you down? Introducing the latest self-help solution, Phi Beads. Transformational beaded jewelry inspired by ancient wisdom, science, math, and psychology. All five beads are designed to incorporate the powerful Fibonacci sequence, nature's mathematical formula that has shaped our existence from the beginning of time. The Fibonacci sequence, also known as the golden mean or the golden ratio, is recognized by our conscious and unconscious mind and resonates as order out of chaos like we see in plants, flowers, seashells, ocean waves, the pyramids, and in our own body. Not only beautiful, they feel good to wear. Phi beads can help anchor tranquility, positivity, focus, and structure in your life by doing the Phi meditation. Phi meditation helps you harness the power of I am for intention, affirmation, and manifestation. Affirm the life you want. Get your set of Phi beads at PhiBeads.com. That's Phi P H I Beads.com. You are listening to a conversation that matters on the Life Changes Show. Broadcasting live from the heart of Los Angeles every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific time. Share the journey with us at lifechangeshow.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Life Changes Show.
2: We're back. And I just want to say this again, because if you're listening, it it, it, it almost feels, I know that the younger generations get uh, a bad rap, actually, and and I'm... I don't know if you're hearing what I'm hearing because of hearing what I'm hearing again, I'm inspired, I'm excited. Uh, and I feel that the future is bright and thanks to these two and, and others like them, they're 17, they're teenagers, they're juniors at Geffen Academy at UCLA and they're co-founders of teens at the door, Chloe Berkowitz and Hugo Shison. Shai- uh, Hugo, am I saying that half correctly?
4: It's it's perfectly all right. It's yes, on, <laughs> but uh She's, I really don't worry about yes, it. Son, yes
2: son. She's son. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh so actually speaking of how to how to say thing teens at the door. Like how did that come up?
4: It's an it's an interesting story. We we bounced back and forth and we have been talking a lot about names and what we wanted to communicate. We wanted to express the fact that this was by teenagers for teenagers. And we wanted to try and bring it a point about connection and, and using like teen to teen felt off. And we didn't we wanted it to to really have meaning and express everything that we wanted it to say in terms of being welcoming and and being present and creating a space in a community, and then we were looking at uh, the poem on the at the base of the Statue of Liberty. I think it's "The New Colossus" um, by Emma Lazarus, if I'm not mistaken. I might have names slightly mixed up, but we were looking at it. And towards the end of the poem, this this really gorgeous poem about um, the na- what the nature of the statue is. And there's a line that says, I lift my lamp beside the golden door. And that image of the door, uh, of that very visual representation of what it means to enter a new space, uh, that really stood out to us. And so that's how we kind of came to Teens at the Door.
3: And um, my grandfather came through Ellis Island. And the first thing he Mm. saw when he came to the country was the Statue of Liberty. And, Filippo, like you said... um, earlier in the podcast um there used to be that idea of welcoming people so we really wanted to channel that with the name while also keeping it not overly professional and still like very teen like casual
2: well And it's very professional at the same time in the sense that I went to the website, teensatthedoor.org, and I was so happy to see how you have this all organized, like in the what we do section, there's find, we have experience, we know who and what to ask, and we have relationships, and then much more information on that. We have connection. We introduce you to and help you begin your relationship with Rift. I mean, it it goes on and on. You know what you're doing. How you knew to do this all, I don't know, but let me ask you: Is it what is the experience of inviting other teens to participate in in this kind
4: of welcome community experience? I find that it's. Go ahead. You you go ahead? Go, oh, okay. Well, uh, I was just going to say, I find that it's the most interesting thing to me is how easy it is to get people to uh, not sign on, but to get excited. Um, people or other teams are really, really understanding about the necessity of creating community because, to some extent, we're all going through something akin to trying to find a space, trying to find a community, and so we're all very cognizant of what that means and and to see it exemplified even further with refugee teens, people are very excited about that and or at least they get um impassioned to to be a part of it. And that's been really exciting for me in, in that process and getting more people to be a part of it.
3: Yeah. And I think uh to build on that, a lot of teenagers have very personal connections to these issues. So they're very eager to help. Like a lot of them may be first generation, like their parents are refugees or immigrants, or they already, I mean, we live in a big city, so they already have friends that are immigrants um, or refugees, or just they're very connected with their culture. So when they see other people from their countries coming over, they're very um, excited to help them and uh, bring them into their communities.
2: Beautiful. And so you not only have started in your community, you have helped start other chapters and you plan on helping many, many more chapters uh, grow and, and start and grow. So what what is what is your plan for the future?
3: Well, so right now we're definitely doing a lot of expanding. And recently we connected with the IRC which is um a huge organization and at about at the same level, maybe even uh larger than the UN in terms of aiding refugees. And that's they're obviously a very a huge um organization with a huge bureaucracy. And it took us a long time to break in there. We tried um uh working with the chapter down here in our city, Los Angeles, but then um, we weren't able to have any luck. You know, there are those legal issues, as we mentioned. Um, But then we found someone that we knew who had worked previously with their chapter up in Northern California. And we were able to connect with them up there. Um, And they've been wonderful in helping us figure out a way to work with them through other schools up there. So that's something that's been expanded recently. Um, We're also working with... um, Clubs and organizations and affinity groups or student unions at different schools. A lot of those at the LAUSD and some at our school. So like Spanish clubs could work are working with um Spanish speaking refugees, or for example, at our school, Clever. we have a black student union and they're helping African refugees and two of the girls working on that. They're first generation.
4: Clever. Wonderful.
3: And Hugo, do you want to add anything to that?
4: I was just going to say that um, really the goal is to support as many refugee teens as possible. Part yeah. of the interesting thing with, with how the the structures that be kind of function is that you, when, when you are a refugee, you don't really know where you're going to end up. You end up wherever you end up based off of where the federal government can place you, where local uh, supporting organizations can get you interim housing or can provide support. And you're not sure if you're going to end up in California, in Southern California, or if you're going to end up in Wyoming. It really depends a lot on um, a kind of not so much random as it is almost ineffable uh, bureaucracy. And so the goal is to expand to support as many refugee teens as possible because they're all over. They're in, like I said, California, they're also in Wyoming.
3: Yeah, um, and sorry, speaking of which, just to give um, an example of something we're doing right now, we have expanded nationally, um, for example, in Idaho. And with all this expansion and working with these huge bureaucracies that we have run into issues with, like with the LUSD and we had to work around things in the IRC as well. Um, we've definitely found that working with clubs and directly with the American teenagers is a great way to get around you adults that, that sometimes like to put up some roadblocks for us as minors. But
2: <laughs> I, I hope they're not liking putting up roadblocks. I, I understand that there are uh, some legal issues and, and potentially things that have never been thought of before. And so yeah, you're really... Uh, crossing some barriers that that uh, that I'm thinking there are there've got to be ways to to help and so after we got off the phone, I'm thinking, okay, so there are organizations that are supplying, like you all mentioned before, the food or helping find housing and all that. But but the the mental the mental health or the community aspect, especially for teens, is important. So how can organizations help? And I started thinking, well, there might be local clubs, there might be local restaurants, there might be local coffee shops, or for you know that that can open up the space or host for a day one of your you know movie theater might host a a movie night or something right
4: I mean it's interesting Yeah. yeah the 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 ability for us to connect with organizations that provide some of those um, more basic supports uh, is is something that we've we've looked into, especially because some of those those resources, um, like you mentioned, a movie theater or hosting an event, like screening a movie or something like that. Those those are things that we we think are really important, especially in in fostering that community, that shared experience. Uh, Chloe brought up a, a earlier on. That uh, we went to our my school our school's championship soccer game as a group and and that experience and creating that uh, event really was a, a big moment especially in bolstering the connection and community that we had built.
3: Yeah, and in terms of reaching out to organizations, filling these needs that they have. Um, earlier, we mentioned driver's license uh, driver's licenses, um, and a little while ago, we reached out to the AAA to try and. Um, figure out a way for them to help, um, teenagers and provide them with lessons. We've also had, um, for example, we had a college counselor, an independent college counselor reach out to us to help them apply to colleges and find, like, figure out all the forms. It's a very different system. So it's all, there's so many facets of life <laughs> that mm-hmm. require so many things and help and things that, um, like Hugo and I, Hugo and I may have through our schools, but other people may not. So we try to fill those gaps and uh, reach out to organizations.
4: Yeah, and and even even though like even though we, even though we make all these efforts, of course there's always the question of the bureaucracy and the intractableness and the hard to navigate aspects of it. So it, it's something that we continue to pursue and and we continue to work for in, in part of our expansion, but. Of course, it can sometimes be difficult.
3: Yeah, but it's the the spirit of it is just to reach out and make all these connections. And it has worked out many times. And we're always very open to other organizations and other people wanting reaching out to us and um, offering their own ways, ways that we don't even think of.
2: To, to think how the two of you have very busy schedules as students at a very regular, rigorous school and your senior, your, your juniors, right? So you're We're seniors you're, now. Yeah. You're seniors now. Okay. And uh, so all of, all of this the things that you're needing to do as well as keep your grades up because you're going to college and all and applying for colleges to know how much you have actually learned and the obstacles you've got this is so commendable and i i thank you again for not only uh, for what you're doing for others but what you're also inspiring and if there's somebody listening that is an attorney or somebody that works for the school district or there are people that know of different things that we can't think you all can't think of everything I, i'm impressed you've thought of so many things that you've thought of
3: thank you thank yeah. you yeah but we're totally we'd love to hear from other people People in any way. There's so many different ways that people can help.
2: So let's give a, a couple of different ways as we're also giving uh, the website teensatthedoor.org. And like I said, there's lots of information there, and there's there's going to be there's going to be more. Uh, but any other couple things that you might want to mention to inspire people to go to the website and and potentially do something like this in their own community because this is happening all over our country, if not the world.
3: Yeah. So, um, specifically for the website, um, as Filippo said, there's a lot of information on there, um, to go through as well as, um, for the contact page to reach out to us. If you click the big pink button at the top, right, join us. There's um, a place for you to write about, um, what exactly you may want to help with, or if you just want to get involved or in any way. So any sort of, help you may want to give is much appreciated um and we're also i also want to shout out our instagram t- which is also teens at the door and we reach out to teenagers through there as well um Good. hugo go ahead if you have anything to add
4: I was just going to say that to anyone who's interested in in starting this in, in your own community, we are here to be helpful and supportive. And the first step is just to reach out, just to connect. And then it's all about connection, right? So you reach out to us. We help as as much as we possibly can in connecting you with refugees. And then we try, and if you're not interested in connecting with the teens at the door, there's still work you can do. There's still things you can do. If you don't want to start a chapter, we have resources. If you want to write to legislators uh, to help support refugees, if there's organizations uh, that you think you could, uh, that we could help connect you with ways in which you can be supportive um, that maybe aren't necessarily starting a chapter, but will still be supportive for teen refugees.
3: Yeah. But if there's any teens that hear this or any parents of teens or anyone um we would love for more teenagers to reach out to us or just reach out in their communities and start a group of maybe their friends that also want to reach out, get people involved. And, um, you know, it's just, it's all about just hanging out with refugee teenagers in your own communities.
2: Wow. Mm-hmm. and And what great people to hang out with, like with the two of you. And I've just enjoyed so much hanging out with the two of you Chloe Berkowitz and Hugo Chason. thank you so much to both of you again, teens at the and I, and, and on Instagram teens at the door, looking forward to learning more about your organization and supporting as well. As a matter of fact, here at the life changes show, you heard the commercial on five So we have set aside 50 little packets already of uh, bracelets and necklaces that we're going to give uh, to you, Chloe and Hugo to give out. And then, uh, when those are gone, then we'll, we'll prepare some more.
3: Wow, thank you so much. And thank you so much
2: for having us as well. It's a pleasure. All the best to both of you and thank you. Wow, okay. And with that, we have our Ask Dorothy segment.
0: Dear Dorothy, this is Marvin and I am 23 years old and I need to know why bad things keep happening to me. Every day I get a new negative surprise and I just can't win even though I do my very best to be a good person and to help others how can I change this pattern of negativity?
5: Marvin, like you, I once believed that I couldn't win. And I thank God that I changed my thoughts and beliefs. I had almost three times as many years caught up in that negativity than you have been on this planet. So I'm excited for you to be addressing this issue at such a young age. I believe that you say, I can't win quite often. So it It appears that this is a truth you have co-created, and as I have shared before, our thoughts and words create our reality. Marvin, I urge you to become conscious of your primary thoughts and to also research your question of why bad things keep happening to you. I did research it, and some very interesting articles came up with solutions for you. One of the best articles I found was at Ideapod.com. Why do bad things keep happening to me? The article gives seven reasons why bad things keep happening and how to change it. There are so many helpful suggestions that I feel will serve you and assist you in co creating more happy future events. Another great article can be found at coaching-online. Organization Why Do Bad Things Keep Happening to Me? which is also gives possible solutions as to how to stop bad things from occurring in the future. I trust you will do the research and that your future will improve greatly.
0: Thank you, Dorothy. And if you have a question for Dorothy, please write her at at com. And we'll be right back with our
2: musical guest, Ryoji Inatsugi here on the Life Changes Show, online edition, right after this.
0: The Little Dog That Could is the fantastically true story of a man and a little dog that came into his life as his mentor to help him understand the world beyond his human senses and to experience life, love, and healing beyond his human understanding. Best-selling author, Filippo Voltaggio, who currently hosts the highly regarded Life Changes show, is an internationally known singer, speaker, and life coach. Filippo offers up his own story, how one little surprise package in fur and four legs transformed his life unexpectedly forever and furthered his path of self-discovery. In The Little Dog That Could, Filippo brings to life the meaning of the adage, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Through the reading of this book, you will experience the journey of real miracles that transcend time, space, and logic while gaining practical tools that will help you navigate your way. The Little Dog That Could is available through Amazon and Barnes & Noble. For more information, visit thelittledogthatcould.com. That's thelittledogthatcould.com.
6: There are self-help seminars costing thousands of dollars guaranteeing miraculous transformations. There are compelling speakers and life-changing weekend experiences where you can walk on fire. They all deliver revelations that guarantee you'll come back for the more expensive revelations filled with even greater wonder next month on Fiji. We get addicted to positive, heartfelt, expensive theater. What we really need is a jumpstart, an awakening, someone who can give us a reminder that everything we need lies within. Through inspiration and practical knowledge, Dorothy Donahue helps people get grounded and motivated, inspired and energized. It's not just words and affirmations and the power of intention. It's a mindset brought about by a tangible, transcendental experience, an audiovisual, physical, spiritual experience that helps us realize we transform ourselves. We get tools to become the conscious co-creators of lives of unlimited potential. Find out more. Go to dorothydonahue.com.
0: You are listening to A Conversation That Matters on The Life Changes Show, broadcasting live from the heart of Los Angeles every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. Share the journey with us at lifechangesshow.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Life Changes Show.
2: We're back and our performance guest is Ryoji Inatsugi. He is a singer, songwriter, solo musician from Japan, bringing the joy of music to young ones, actually to young ones inside of all of us. Uh, welcome Ryoji to the Life Changes Show. Hi, thank you very much for having having yeah. me. So good to have you. Of course, we've been talking to some teenagers, and and you, in a sense, your music speaks to the children, literally, because you work with toddlers and children, and you also work with the child inside of us by connecting us to some really simple ways of thinking about life,
7: right? Totally. Um, music is so simple, and it's just... a one of the greatest tool to connect beyond everything, above everything. So you started to connect with
2: music at a very young age, first because of your parents, then because of your brother, and
7: then because of you, right? Totally, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my brother, also my sister was a big green friend. And my mother, mother was, constantly supporting us the music or any kind of art form and so
2: but it, and it was different kinds of music all right throughout
7: yeah all kinds um like i i learned the classical piano but also i went to um bali indonesia learning gamelands in uh, in uh, in uh, small villages and also um like a center of tokyo i learned the taiko drums also mm. local local festivals small gathering and taiko was really deep in their lives
2: mm. so we're gonna get to hear a song and it's interesting because the title is cry like a baby and it's yeah. going to be special in Japanese and in English, and it's a bit of a dance song. What are you encouraging people to do in this song?
7: Um, you know, there's a friend that you like, there's a music, and you can dance, you can cry, you can go crazy, everything with your friends, and everything's gonna be all right. Yeah. Everything's going to be all right.
2: Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's go into this song, which is actually going to be released in the next couple of weeks. So thank you for having it be premiered worldwide here on the life changes show. We're going to p- play, uh, a good chunk of it, but the, uh, we're not playing the whole piece. It's, it's going to be, uh, shared later on when uh, it's officially released in the meantime here is a cry like a baby and this is with both uh ryoji and stephanie yanez right
6: yes thank okay. you
2: stephanie <laughs> so, well thank you to both of you and so here is the pre-recorded cry like a baby so much ryoji inatsugi and stephanie yanez with their song cry like a baby so all the best when that comes out all over the world if you're enjoying what you're hearing here on the life changes show with ryoji you can go to ryojimusic.com and follow and learn more about our performance guest ryoji is spelled r y o j i ryoji music dot com ryoji what brought you to America? Music, music.
7: <laughs> <laughs> but what kind of music? Um, you know, probably uh, late night, late eighties to early nineties. Um, from Guns N' Roses to Public Enemies and Red Hot Chili Peppers. Also, all the seventies good soul music. Slice stones and all that, um, so good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if I'm reading
2: between the lines, you came to America to be a rock star.
7: Oh yes. Big time. <laughs> okay.
2: Well, and and now you are a rock star. I I know that you perform for toddlers and birthday parties and that that sounds like a far cry from what you thought you came to america for but in a sense you look at it as this is you didn't know what your audience was going to be and this is it
7: i know i it's so amazing that happened to me well i spent all my life to um become a professional musician then once i got uh first first child i have no time to practice or anything Mm. and then his preschool the director was so cool a a lady and she asked me to play music for preschoolers that's how everything started and when pandemic hit and all the schools shut down and now mama mama's formed a bunch of great groups and they called me to their like a backyard and then and then it became this became my full-time
6: full-time job
2: so your kids uh, or the first child and and then the second one eventually uh, inspired songs and what i think is interesting is i know every parent uh, that I know that has listened to children's songs over and over and over again, uh, they 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 work for the child, but it could be, it could be hard to listen to some of those songs over and over and over again. And it's interesting how you've taken some rock sounds, right. Uh, yes. and more intricate sounds and you've made them relevant for
7: toddlers and yeah. that parents can enjoy as well. Yeah. And you know, kids they they know rock and roll and all the great beats. They just respond. They can't stop rocking out. Even zero, one or two years old. And I I saw that wow. There is no age limit for Rock and rollin'. <laughs> okay. Well, if you're curious what we're talking
2: about and, and, and or you're a parent, you can go to Life Changes Show and look at the page for Ryoji Inatsugi and you will find a song, a couple songs out there. There's a video for garage truck song and there's Garbage uh, Truck Song. Or I'm sorry, garbage truck song and construction party on uh, Spotify, So, and more information at ryojimusic.com. We're going to get to hear one more song, and we again chose a song with uh, Japanese and American lyrics as something that's very different and very special. Uh, before we hear this one, this is with uh, yet again somebody else, right?
7: Right, uh, with Kaoru, that's my wife's friend, and she's been singing same thing, she came to America music and she just keeps singing all the way beautiful people beautiful
2: lady so now this also has an interesting title
7: hand full of mangoes what do we get from this song (laughs) um she told me the story of mango when buddha um become enlightenment um and then someone gave him some kind of oatmeal but some said that was actually mango mango something (laughs) okay (laughs) so uh basically kaoru is singing yeah um take a break and have some mango and everything will be all right i like it (laughs) (laughs) so if you you could take a break and have some
2: mangoes and then everything will be all right and if it's not all right then you can cry like a baby right oh sure and then yeah. dance and and scream and and then and then everything really will be all right so recover oh, yeah. okay, co- so yeah. <laughs> you'll recover well he, here is uh, a pre-recorded song handful of mango uh ryoji uh Tsa, uh sugi and uh karu singing this pre-recorded song for the life changes show online edition Thank you, Ryoji Inatsugi. And to uh, Karu for that uh, handful of mango song. Uh, Ryoji, if you ask me, I I think the kids would enjoy that one too. Oh, okay. Thank you. you. Absolutely. I think you could do a video with mangoes in the hand. I will do that. Delicious, colorful mangoes where, well, if you, uh, want to learn more about Ryoji Inatsugi, you can go to yojimusic.com again, r-y-o-j-i music.com. And of course we have more information on Ryoji at the life changes show page for him. What a pleasure having
7: you on and thank you for what you're doing. It's not easy. I'm sure. Oh, thank you so much, Filippo. Um, this is my dream came true, my my song on the radio. That's oh. it. Thank you so much.
2: Well, our pleasure and uh, more power to you. All the best, Ryoji. Thank oh, you. Appreciate it, Filippo. And with another big thank you to Ryoji Inatsugi. We also thank Chloe Berkowitz and Hugo chey as our interview guest today. And that is our show. On behalf of our executive producer, Dorothy Lee Donahue and our executive producer and co-host, Mark Lejeur, I am your host, Filippo Voltaggio, reminding you that as your life changes, like ours surely did tonight, we're here for you. Ciao, everyone.
0: You have been listening to The Life Changes Show on the BBS Radio Network. Listen live every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, and visit us online at lifechangesnetwork.com, on Facebook at The Life Changes Show, and on Twitter at Life Changes Show. Join us again next week as we consciously explore and embrace the only constant, Life Changes. The Life Changes Network is an entertainment network. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guests and participants and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Life Changes.